0: But anyway, enough about a big company trying to release a massive cryptocurrency project and getting smacked in the face. Let's talk about Libra. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. You're listening to our Friday flagship. This is the weekly episode in which we cover the current events and news in the cryptocurrency world. Now, my name is Kareem and I'm here with my co-hosts, Brent Philbin, and Adam Ruthless-Levy. Yes, I'm so ruthless. What's up, guys? How you doing, brother? All right, guys. So we, uh, first of all, happy to be back. I missed last week. I had to take a little cross-country trip, but I got to spend some time with my dad, which was really, really nice. But I'm here back with you guys. I want to hear what's going on. I know we got tons of news to cover. We're going to talk about Telegram. We're going to talk about Nano. We're going to talk about Libra. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. But first, Brent, do we have any updates or anything you want to cover regarding the show? Nope. Uh, No, I
1: well, we did talk about the only tweet that you've tweeted in the last like six months last week. What, where you were like, fuck Activision and Blizzard. And Uh and you tweet, we were like, look, this story is so big that Kareem tweeted, he hasn't tweeted in like six months. I got a notification on my phone that you tweeted. It was like oh, Kareem Burke hasn't <laughs> tweeted in a
0: long time.
1: He just tweeted. Why don't you check it out?
0: This is why I don't like social media, man. You do one thing and then it's like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, they were they were making me pretty upset with that whole thing. I'm Little update to the uh to
1: that to that story. They ended up paying the guy his money. Yeah,
0: they gave him the um, money back.
1: <laughs> they they gave him the money, but he's still banned, but for less time than a year. Like I think they changed it to six months. They released that update on a Friday after five PM, which means they were hoping that it just kind of got swept under the rug. They did not do anything to regain any goodwill, as far as I'm concerned. And my stance on Blizzard and Activision is still the same. Did and you see what we- happened with uh, fuck them and fuck the Chinese government?
0: They banned another three people in yeah. Hearthstone. Yeah. So it's not like they're making it any better.
1: Yeah, 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 we didn't even we didn't talk about that last time. So because we were talking about how God's Unchained did the went ahead and paid the guys so now i got double paid which i'm super happy about but yeah there was a group of three other streamers that basically just like put up a little sign while they were streaming and now they're all banned too
2: Real well, no, they were in like the college uh the colli- the, the blizzard collegiate league i'm um, pretty or something like that as well and they spoke I, mean, I think they might have said something like free hong kong or worn shirts like that and then they got banned just kind of yeah crazy.
0: Which is absurd. So two things. First of all, the only way to hit these companies is where it hurts, which is money. So I mean, whatever. I'm never going to buy or spend a single dollar on Blizzard or Activision ever. And the second thing to note, though, is what I liked about Gods on Chain's response is that if a company comes along and says, hey, listen, these guys are bad, but we're good and we won't do what they're going to do. It's more like PR And the circumstances can change any moment. So, you know, fast forward 10 years, they're a massive company with hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in contract in whatever country. They'll do it. What I liked about God's Unchanged Response was that they emphasized the fact that they wouldn't be able to do it. That's what decentralization is all about. That's what it's really about. It's not about saying I am more moral than you and I'll do the right thing more than you. It's about saying the structure is designed so that I can't abuse my power because I would inevitably abuse my power if I got too much of it. Yeah.
1: And also another plus for Gods Unchained was that they didn't like make him sign a deal or something like that to get his 10,000. They were just like, no, you can have it here. Like They weren't Mm -hmm. like, yeah, sign with us, come stream with us, and then you get it. They're just like, here, you want it here? It's yours. Take that. Also, you can play in this tournament if you want to.
0: The one thing I will say, though, guys, about the Hong Kong protest is I feel like none of them are thinking about LeBron. You know, it's it's really like poor guy. Nobody's thinking about LeBron's financial uh, incentives here. And I don't know. I feel like Hong Kong should apologize to LeBron. That's just my opinion.
1: What I I was trying to think of good nicknames for LeBron. And I think maybe like Goat Chi Men or something would be a good
0: one. (laughs) Dude, the worst thing about the LeBron part is I haven't played NBA, the new 2K, but apparently in one of the career modes of the recent NBA games, there's like a whole scene that you're on the plane with LeBron and LeBron saying, when I came into the league, you know, I'm all about the little guy and people that don't have a voice and being an athlete. Like it's literally this whole thing about how (laughs) LeBron has evolved from just an athlete to somebody who speaks for those who can't speak for themselves. Unless, of course, it threatens his contracts with China. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I used to right. like LeBron, man. But- all right, guys. Know, guys. That's actually, yeah. uh, Jesus Christ. This is yeah, a yeah, show. show. Hey, God's yeah. in chain was crypto. And, uh, of course, we apologize to our Chinese sponsors. We are not threatening the unity of China. Let's move on. <laughs>
2: Shanghai, yeah, Shanghai uh, Wild Foods. Yeah, well,
0: Shanghai was, Wild
1: Foods. We food. definitely had one of the Chinese companies on. It's, uh, we did uh, an interview with them. And I can't remember who it was, but I remember they asked me to take something out of the interview afterwards. And I was just like, no, I'm yeah. not fucking doing that. <laughs> Did you send an email that said, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Yeah, It was somebody who I, I wish I could remember. So I'm sure a listener does, but they didn't like the name of the project. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I
0: remember that. And they <laughs> were
1: like, can you take that out where he said he didn't like the name? I'm like, no,
0: <laughs> no, I can't. All right, so let's get into the actual podcast. I know the listeners are craving our starting section, so we're going to cover the news and events, and we always start with the rapid fire. Rapid fire is headlines that we think you should hear, but we're not going to dive too deep into. So who's going to be our guide through this treacherous journey? Adam, the ruthless machine gun Levy. Let's go. All right, guys, let's get
2: into it. So the... First topic is we actually talked about this last week with the IRS, and then on 2019's form. This <laughs> is so, so, sorry. Sometimes like Brent just sneezed off a microphone, but he just has like really I funny matters. While he's <laughs> about to sneeze, I mean the mute is pretty impressive. So well,
0: Brent makes very funny face. Uh, everybody, it's for sure. Continue, yeah. Adam.
2: Maybe we should video this at some point so we could see it in the future. Yeah. So for the 2019 form the 1040. There is a question that is now pertaining to crypto on the form, and it says: At any time during 2019, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? Yes or no. Yeah, K- Kareem's Kareem's. Uh, uh, yeah, we, yeah, Kareem's making a pretty.
1: Uh, Kareem checks, checks the box, and base, he's like. Yeah. Okay, but to be fair, I was
0: trying to buy Bitcoin, but Cardano's <laughs> price was so good. Define digital asset.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, does actually does that? I guess that counts as CryptoKitties as well, and yeah. all these other are, things. Yours are still breeding. Yeah, they are. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't checked them in a while, but I did really like that I made mine Vitalik Kitterin. But then I realized, I thought that was going to stay forever, but then I realized you could just change the name at any point in time. So I was like, that's kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, they messed that up.
2: Yeah. Then the next topic is $550 million worth
1: of Ethereum is locked up in various, def- is it DeFi? Yeah, so- De- decentralized <laughs> finance is just yeah. like, yeah. The, they, they encompass a few things like the DAI contract. There's another one called Compound. So there's a few where you lock up some asset, in a decentralized smart contract manner and get something in return. Either you either get like a line of credit or you get a interest off giving other people lines of credit or take loans. And anyway, the- so
2: Baker has half of that 550 million locked up 280 mil, a little over half. And there's other ones on this list, like Kyber Bancor, lightning network, which is definitely relevant, but those are all a lot smaller, like around 1% of uh, maybe the total 550 million. But I mean, this is, this is cool.
1: Letting the work would be Bitcoin, but the that's the only one yeah. that's listed on Bitcoin. Yes.
2: And now this is uh, probably my favorite thing from the rapid fire. Satoshi is officially a word in the Oxford English Dictionary. Recently, oh. this, actually this year, Oxford added 650 words. And one of them was that. And it basically, the definition is what, you know, for the listeners who don't know what Satoshi is, I'll just read it off. So the smallest, Craig, mon- right? well, okay, simmer down now. So the the smallest monetary unit in the Bitcoin digital payment system equal to 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, so if you ever hear someone being like, oh, it's 7,000 sats or something, sats is short for Satoshi. They haven't added sats yet, Adam. Uh, yeah, but ox in uh, 2013, Bitcoin was added, and this year some of the other words that were added were "whatevs" and "chillax." So, oh, wow. uh,
1: yeah, so now you can chillax, bro. Okay, so, Satoshi is in some very good company. Close, good company, yeah. I, it, yeah. Here's is-
0: here's what I will say about this. I love it. I love that language evolves. I feel like they were really late to the party on chillax. Didn't people start saying chillax? Like, I feel like it's already out of fashion. It's it's almost like, Like,
1: (laughs) nobody says it anymore. It already ran its course. I feel like with selfie,
2: it didn't really become as big. It became bigger once it got added.
1: I thought. Yeah. Like, like, well, that's (laughs) because like, then somebody like Ellen found out what it was and was like, yeah. Oh, selfie, huh? Let me see if I can take one of these pictures. See? <laughs> it, it was literally the new
2: voice if she was in the 1930s.
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <Not> like, <anyway. laughs> I don't know what that was.
0: There, there was definitely like a brand new director at Oxford, the cool new 58-year-old that was like, come on, guys, chillax. We got to get it in the dictionary. All, Everybody's all saying it. my
2: grandchildren it. <laughs> are saying it these days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. That's what Warren Buffett says, you know, he would always ask his (laughs) grandchildren, you know, questions about what, you know, what they like. And then he would base investments off of it sometimes. So maybe that's what they're doing. What are the cool words? I'm a, you know, I'm in charge of the dictionary.
0: Tell me. How can I invest in Chillax?
2: Yes. So the next one is Bitcoin mining revenue jumps by one billion in two months. And it took eight years to reach five billion and now, I think, sorry. And then it was one year after that, it reached 10 billion in August 2018. And it's kind of staggered a little bit, slowed down maybe, but they expect to reach 15 billion in revenue by early 2020. So I think
1: this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's slowed down. These are cumulative numbers, to be clear. The, yeah. like they're, it's it's not slowed every- down, but it's still like there's been a lot of value mined and created. So, yes. And uh, I think that's it for the... Oh, what? Uh, what? Delete that one. Delete that no, one. No, I thought yeah, Brian
0: no. was about to be like, Kareem, what's the price of Bitcoin? So I like opened up CoinMarketCap and I was going to give him the exact price. But no, of course. He <laughs> zags when I zag and He <laughs> zags when well, I zigged. You can't <laughs> can
1: catch me on this. You catch me sleeping. We're covering that other one that you're about to read off later. There's more. I know, I know. I was moving forward and then you just
2: outed me, even though I oh. wasn't
1: even going to talk about it. Brent. Oh, yeah. All right. No, well, they, and then, and then, and then you
2: the- deleted the thing that I wanted to talk about in the next article.
0: So, wow. Yeah. Brent, the dictator. Oh typical- my God.
2: Oh, it's back. Oh, wow. Brent, that was pretty, you did. You, well, nice. Brent, he's a, he's a magician on the, on the keyboard, honestly. So now we are done with the rapid fire,
1: and uh, we'd like to hear from our sponsors, Wild Foods. Yes, Wild Foods. Wildfoods.co is our sponsor. That's where we go. Now everybody's had a chance to try the products. Everybody likes products. I'm going to tell everybody just this is a quick little fun thing. I don't know if you've watched that video of me as Turmeric Man, but I'm coming back this week because it is Turmeric Week. So I will be making an actual scheduled appearance. I don't know. They've got some storyboard for me. So if you want to see me dressed up in a costume and making a voice that goes, oh, hey, guys, I'm turmeric, man. Go ahead and check out Wild Foods Instagram. And if you want some great food, real ingredients that is handled from small farms across the world, well-sourced, and does good shit for you and your brain, check out wildfoods.co. You can use Crypto Basic 12. We have a specific discount. That's us. Makes us look good good. when you use it. And you get 12% off your order as well. We get no kickback from that other than the fact that they are, they're they're paying for the ad space. But use it anyway. We would appreciate it.
0: I got a quick uh, little anecdote for you about Wild Foods Brent. So after that awesome care package that you sent me, there included two very appealing looking bags of coffee, which I love coffee. Brent knows I love coffee. I'm sure that's why he doubled down on that. And, uh, so I didn't, you know, I already had these open bags that I've been using. I keep like two or three, so I I didn't replace them. I was like going through all my coffee to, to get to the wild foods coffee. And then after I used my last bag, I realized the morning that I was getting ready to brew that coffee, that it was whole bean coffee. Turns out I don't have a grinder. So I need to go get a grinder. <laughs> I went oh, no. two whole mornings without coffee, but I can't wait to try that. Dessert.
2: This is the coffee amateur hour. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I I've been there, but I will recommend you should just I forget what the exact actual brand is, but it's like literally ten dollars. You get it on Amazon, it comes the next day, and I bought it multiple times. And I'll <laughs> let you know.
0: What? Wait, wait, wait hold on. Why did you need times? to buy it multiple times?
2: Well, no, I mean, cause I, well, I misplaced it once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I loved, uh, well, this coffee grinder so good. I bought it six times, broke four times, <laughs> lost it twice, but it's so All good. Right. I'm going to buy it again. <laughs> Listen guys, I had a
2: very, I was, I was off traveling last year for a, lo, a large period of the year. And you me. know, I brought that grinder everywhere. And eventually the grinder, I might've left it at a friend's house. I'm not really sure. But yeah, and it was, it was it was I would highly recommend just getting a portable grinder. There you go. So when you're on the road, going cross country visiting your dad, you don't have to deal with you know figuring out how to grind your coffee, your
1: Wild uh, Foods coffee.
0: Yeah, usually on the road, I just buy coffee. But I, I see what you're saying here. Like uh,
1: what you're saying is Wild Foods needs to sell grinders because they're apparently a uh, replenishable item. <laughs> 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 okay, that was the longest ad for Wild Foods ever. Sorry, guys. Let's go from coffee. To water, which you used to make the coffee, and talk about Telegram making some coffee with the SEC.
0: What water? The, uh, okay, yeah, hot, hot water. water. Okay, we we, we <sighs> see you Yeah, yeah, that was. I don't want to say that was good because I don't like lying, but Derpy you know, will appreciate it. Good for you. All right. <laughs> a little Friends, comedy
2: hours coming out in a few weeks.
0: Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So here's the situation, guys. We have talked about Telegram before on the show. There were two big projects that everybody's keeping an eye on, right? There was Facebook, Libra. They came out swinging, advertising, big time partnerships, all that stuff. And I think basically 99.9% of the population is enjoying watching this crumble in Zuckerberg's hands. It's fantastic. (laughs) However,
1: more on that in a little bit.
0: (laughs) The other thing that we discussed was Telegram who took a totally different approach. They had raised a ton of money, and they were keeping it quiet, not talking about it, and they were like ready to release this thing into the wild, as we discussed in previous episodes, by October 30th. Well, hold my beer, says the SEC, because it looks like they tried to fly under the radar, and that might actually backfire. It wasn't such a good idea.
1: Wait, the is end- this our fault? Did we out them? Is that what happened here? I think that's what happened. I well, think the SEC listens to us.
0: There were other news sources, Brent, but probability-wise, yes. It, yeah. it was oh, the Crypto yeah. Basic Podcast, mm-hmm. so hopefully they won't come after us. But here's the situation. The SEC has formally instructed Telegram that they have to halt the sales of Grams, and it filed an emergency action, and they obtained a temporary restraining order against the two offshore entities. So the question- Damn! the question here is why? What is the SEC claiming? Well, according to their statement, they were conducting an alleged unregistered ongoing digital token offering in the US and overseas. Again, as a reminder, we're talking about $1.7 billion that Telegram raised in two different rounds of fundraising, some inside the United States and some outside the United States. Now, the bottom line is that the SEC is considering this a security. So by failing to register back in 2018 when they were doing this fundraising, the SEC now considers that they were in violation of the Securities Act of 1933. Here's the specific quote from the SEC. Our emergency action today is intended to prevent Telegram from flooding the US markets with digital tokens that we allege were unlawfully sold. Specifically, they fail to provide investors with information regarding the business operations, the financial condition, the risk factors, and the management of the product, which are all part of what you're supposed to do as part of a security. Damn. Here's where it gets even uglier. I'm not sure how this is going to turn out for Telegram, but if you guys remember when we covered a couple of weeks ago this like hidden story that the New York Times had broken – One of the things that New York Times saw in legal documents was that Telegram promised the investors that if they weren't able to release the coin by October 31st, 2019, the investors would get their money back. Ooh. Ooh, snap. TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, you got two weeks left. Right. But of course, they're not going to be able to launch it. The SEC already stopped them and they're not going to even have that money because not only have they obviously use some of it for development or a lot of it for development but by being in violation of the securities act the sec is probably going to sue for damages and some of that money they might have to give to the sec so it looks like three there's going to be three different claims on that money both from the original investors from telegram's development and from the sec who is filing legal action so here's the quote another quote from the sec we have repeatedly stated that issuers cannot avoid the federal securities laws just by labeling their product a cryptocurrency or a digital token. So there's an update to the story. What is Telegram going to do? This, This broke about five days ago. There was another story that broke yesterday where Telegram emailed one of the investor groups. Remember, there's two different rounds of investors. And it looks like they're trying to cut a deal with the investors because their hands are pretty close to tied, So in an email that they sent to the second round of investors, they're asking for an extension to delay the release until April 30th of 2020. That's only six months. I don't really know how much. Yeah.
1: That's not, I don't know what they know about the SEC, but
0: I don't think that it's going to go down the way they think, but this is what they're telling the investors in the email quote. We disagree with the SEC's legal position and intend to vigorously defend the lawsuit. We are proposing to extend the deadline in order to provide additional time to resolve the SEC's lawsuit and work with other governmental authorities in advance of the launch of the Ton network. I don't know what all of the specifics are, but what we do know is that the second group of investors who are the token holders, basically both investors groups have to sign off on delaying the release. And the second group of investors has until October 23rd, which is only a week, to sign and approve this extension. And if they don't, then they're going to be entitled to get 77% of their initial investment back. We don't know what Telegram said to the first group of investors because they sent them a separate communication. So that can mean that it was just sent in a different email. That can mean that they have different terms. We really don't know. But here's the bottom line. The idea here was to just go under the radar and explode, put it out into the market, and then it was going to be too late for the SEC to do anything about it. And it looks like that completely blew up in their face. And you know, it's hard to... We don't have any inside information, so this is pure speculation. But seeing what's going down with Libra, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these investors are looking at this as something that's not going to work out. And the possibility of getting some of their money back is going to be too tempting. And they're just going to be like, nah, man, ship to, it.
2: To put it eloquently, they're fucked. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> they're in a ton of trouble, Adam. Yes. Nice. Up, oh, we got another pun. I feel like there needs to be the pun counter for Brent. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was funny. La, uh, maybe three or four episodes ago, We talked about how Telegram, there was an article that was saying Telegram was thinking of going another route or trying to sneak past, you know, the SEC because of Libra and they were trying to avoid all of these issues. And that is just completely not going to happen. You yeah. just don't get past the SEC if you're trying if you're operating as the security. They will get like to you eventually. Did. They're
1: super close. The
2: SEC had to be like,
1: oh shit!
2: And like I put mean, a thing in I'm there. I'm sure there was like, you know, they saw okay, they're releasing October 31st. Let's put a pin on that for a bit, and they put it on their board, and they're like, all right, we're we're gonna get to it eventually. <laughs> it's on Before October, really right. yeah.
1: It's, it's in their Asana. Yeah. yeah, like the SEC uses fucking Trello or Asana, my ass. They're like, they like wrote it down on like a whiteboard somewhere and it got half erased. And they're like, hey, what were we supposed to do with this guy? <laughs> is, that, so- is that Ellen at the SEC? Oh, yeah. It's, I didn't know if she started working
0: on <laughs> um, Guys, the reality too is I feel like this uh, ploy may have worked if, if it was like maybe two years ahead or something. I mean, I know that the conditions wouldn't have been there, but like. There's more clarity. The governments are more on alert. You know, they're more looking for this kind of stuff. So...
2: If they had done it January 2017, I think they would have gotten away with it.
0: Yeah, they might have not been prepared to stop it, you know?
2: It was, yeah, there's just like too much smoke and mirrors or so, too many smoke. I don't Yeah.
1: Kareem, let's say one day you went on to invest in Bitcoin and then you saw this and you ended up investing in Telegram instead. Would you... Be accepting their offer to extend, or would you be like, "Fuck it, I want my money back."
0: I would probably take the money back. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I think I would too, because there's a good chance there's not going to be any money there.
0: Yeah, and 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 look, the bottom line is a lot of times the government works on public opinion. I don't know if that's always the case with the SEC, but we're seeing the Libra situation completely crumble. And the other problem is that the more you delay this, I'll tell you what I would think, Brent. If I was an investor. And I got this letter saying, hey, let's push it back six months. I would think to myself, what the hell do you think you're going to be able to do in six months? You really think in six months you're going to get uh, the SEC to reverse course on the, their labeling of securities? Like, good luck, you know? Yeah. But anyway, enough about a big company trying to release a massive cryptocurrency project and getting smacked in the face. Let's talk about Libra.
2: <laughs> All right. I'm I'm so excited to talk about Libra, you know, because it's our it's our weekly section. Yeah. Um, like at this point, it
1: might as well just be like the Libra breakdown or something. Know. A weekly Libra horoscope. Um Libra stuff.
0: basic <laughs> podcast, guys. Come there, on. There, there yeah, you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, come on. So
2: let's see. Last week, booking.com dropped out of the Libra Foundation. Mercado Pago. Well, two two weeks ago, PayPal dropped out. Remember. So eBay PayPal dropped dropout. out of the, the Libra Foundation, Stripe dropped out of the Libra Foundation, Visa dropped out of the Libra Foundation, and MasterCard also dropped out of the Libra Foundation. This is all within the last week. They're now left with only they have lost 25% of their initial like Libra backers. Twenty one of the twenty eight uh, I guess future nodes are still there. And this all happened, at least Booking.com dropped out the day that they were supposed to sign the pact in Geneva. Now I don't know about the other ones, but I just thought that the fact that Visa, PayPal, Stripe, MasterCard all left some of the biggest payment processors in the entire freaking world were like, yeah, no, that's just not good for Facebook. And it's almost like... These other 21 companies, maybe they, they
1: feel like, oh, God, like we're just kind of stuck here. I don't know. All they've done is say that they're going to be a part of it. It's not like they signed anything. They didn't it's put like, any hey, money down. Like, no, no, no. Anybody who's ever tried to run a, do a vacation or have a fantasy football league or anything, like we said before, like everybody's going to tell you they're in. They were formally signing on.
2: That's, like, uh, that's what they did in Geneva.
0: That's what they would have done. I don't know if anybody was there, though. Sorry? That's what they would have done. No, yeah, no, no, no! I'm saying didn't. all
2: these other companies formally signed on, so
1: those guys are in there now. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that those other ones had formally like actually said yeah, yes. No,
2: no, that that was the whole thing. They all met in Switzerland to you know for the future of payments and you know Libra and the whole the Calibra Foundation
1: was there. And
0: I feel like losing Visa and Mastercard is probably a big deal.
1: Yeah, and the first one they lost was PayPal. We talked about that last week. PayPal was like supposed to be showing up to some meeting and they were like nah man we're good and and then I thought about how bad that was because like unless everybody at PayPal hates David Marcus now that seems like the last one you should lose like if I started another podcast and I was like hey you guys want to help me like with this like poker podcast you'd be the last two motherfuckers that would bail on me and <laughs> if you were the first ones it'd be like oh yeah well that's gonna be good
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am kind of shocked by all of these drops I'm not shocked I'm not shocked it's more of surprise that you know these guys kind of didn't see uh, we talked about it the first day I feel like when me and Kareem it was I think it was in May um, we had an episode with us two and we just talked about Libra. And a lot of the possibilities, mine were a lot more positive than uh, Kareem's. But we did talk about how quickly there was legislation or sorry, not legislation. But there were, you know, they wanted hearings and there was going to be a battle with the government. So it's kind of crazy that all these companies didn't really foresee that coming. Yeah. like Would they thought that Facebook was just going to be okay with the government? It was going to work out. I don't know,
0: dude. And realistically, I mean. I don't even say this is a joke. How many companies can you think of right now that have a more toxic image than Facebook? Yeah. They're, they're toxic. Like, it just too much shit went down. And, the, and, it, and it seems like anytime time uh, a release comes out about anything regarding them, it's just more shady. It's more like, we know that companies only care about the bottom line. But, I mean, <laughs> Zuckerberg is like, one of the most reviled, you know, and definitely when you when it comes to tech, most people, most giant companies that are hated tend to be like fossil fuels or banks. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook is tech, which still gets a pass in most people's public perception. But after 2016 and all that, this was just a this was the wrong company to be spearheading. The, yeah. the revolution here.
2: Has it really been three years since uh, the Cambridge Analytica? Oh, I guess like that's when it happened and then yeah, we learned two, about yeah. it in two
0: years. Yeah. yeah. 19 minus 16 is three. Yeah.
1: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks <laughs> for the <laughs>
1: math, uh, yeah, the, the math <laughs> class over here. A couple yeah. of the big companies that are still on Uber and Lyft are still on board. Spotify is still on board and that's it. Like the rest of these companies are not like household names like Vodafone I come on it's Andreessen and Horowitz is only because we know who they are like they're also not a big household name there's a few humanitarian companies PayU Iliad PayU is actually Florida, a pretty big obviously. company
2: outside of America they're like a pretty big payment
1: uh processing company okay so that's just me being a dumb american that's fine uh Anchorage is still there breakthrough initiatives i, I feel like the market cap of these companies just like, even though only 25% of them disappeared, it has a massive amount of like theoretical market cap behind the companies that are involved now.
0: And it's the payment processors, brother. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's the payment processors. Come on, like Uber and Lyft. Well, congratulations. How many more people are going to use Libra because they can use it on their Uber? Okay, sure. Some. What is that? (laughs) That's minuscule. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Uber and Lyft are, are on board. They're just probably thinking that they will funnel some business. Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, those, you know what I mean? Those were the ones that mattered, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: yeah. See you later, Libra. Uh,
2: anyway, do, oh, also, there, and just to kind of top it off, Warren Davidson, a U.S. Senator for Ohio, Republican U.S. Senator, said that Facebook should drop the Libra project and adopt Bitcoin. So, I mean, it's always good to see, you know, Republicans. I feel like Democrats are, far, are a little bit more progressive. So it's always good to see Republicans talking about Bitcoin
1: in a positive manner. And we've covered uh, yeah. before. A lot yeah. of the people who there are pro-Bitcoin are Republican.
0: It's true. For, it's definitely yeah. true.
1: And also this Warren Davidson guy, apparently he like has been on board since damn near before Bitcoin. Like he's been trying to get he's been working with virtual currencies forever. So that was interesting to read. Yeah. Um, I, you but- know,
0: I will say, even though I'm clearly ideologically opposed to the Republican Party in almost every way, I think that conservatives are much more identifying of the, they identify the problem of centralized currency much more, or they make it a focus. Yeah, maybe it has to do with the fact that left leaning politicians are more on board Keynesian economics, so the idea of being able to print money uh, just kind of goes on board. But uh, yeah, you know, you have a lot of these guys that are kind of anti central banking, anti printing money, and it would make sense that they would be ideologically aligned with something like Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, it's okay. We're allowed to admit when we agree with with things even if we don't like the leader of their group it's fine you know like yeah like like people who like crypto
0: basic and 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 they have to deal with brent being the the you know the head honcho here you know we all just deal with chairman brent
1: yeah and and, but genius kareem is around for the (laughs) ride that's like
0: okay okay, (laughs) i guess brent over
2: here telling us what we can and cannot say on this
0: podcast you guys should see how he treats us off mic
2: but, but anyway, it's actually, yeah. uh, you know, the good thing is we can say anything. Brent, you know, says, hey, free speech.
0: Say whatever yeah, you just want. Don't
2: say fuck the Chinese government, guys, please.
0: <laughs> he won't ban Jesus. us for liking a tweet. you guys Did see? He? Yeah, the- Zed. Zed. Oh, got- my God, bro. <laughs>
2: he liked a tweet, Brent. I don't know if you saw this. He literally liked a tweet about South Park, the episode with China, and he got banned because I guess – some Chinese, you know, official went down all the likes and maybe saw all the relevant
1: figures and was like, but what the hell? First of all, the episode where Randy says, fuck the Chinese government in the end actually wasn't that Dude, good. I probably look wouldn't like A- Adam Levy or
2: or John Mayer's calling me right now. It literally says that I know it's reversed. so You can't really see it, <laughs> but it's scrolling. I've never what the fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't answer that. No, I think I'm good. Really sounds like one of your friends just made a joke. <laughs> Saved it on your contacts,
1: <laughs> or or you somebody figured out your password and they're they're getting you like we talked about before you got on there. Yeah, it's probably possible.
0: All right, so let's move on, guys. I want to hear about Nano, uh, a cryptocurrency that uh, I'm actually pretty excited to hear an update on this.
1: So this was su- I, I almost just put this in the rapid fire section, but then I like looked into it and looked at it, and this is super cool. So Nano released a plugin for the Unreal Engine for games, and the Unreal Engine is like used in a massive amount of games. That's right. Like a huge names game. I just massive, picked a couple massive. that you've definitely heard about, but like Assassin's Creed, the Batman Arkham Asylum series, Borderlands. Just like you off actually the top missed of my the head. biggest one. So Rocket League. Un- no, uh, well, Rocket League uh, is Unreal
0: Engine too. Yeah, but no, Fortnite, Fortnite, look at the
1: names. No, but, I, I picked like I didn't even scroll down. I got I got to the B's and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, is, it's like, all, a, a ton of no. the
0: biggest games are on, on Unreal Engine.
1: Yeah, so so literally, if it's a huge game, it's probably on Unreal. Like they are probably Unreal is Fortnite. That's, I'm pretty sure that Unreal Engine
2: is like, like Epic used to be like the Unreal Engine. And then if I, if I remember correctly, I have to double check, but But it's massive.
0: The only thing though, the reason Brent didn't mention Fortnite is because most of our audience is adults. So
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it's the biggest game (laughs) in the, like the biggest, one of the biggest games in the world. I I actually, I mean, just and it's the one game that you should be mentioning regardless, because literally Epic Games is Fortnite is Unreal Engine. And I used to play Unreal uh, Fighter, like tor- Unreal Tournament back in the day. Mm. And I thought uh, even then, even though I was terrible at it, and when I'd play online, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely atrocious. But this is fun. It was so ahead of its time as far as uh, like just the UI and the smoothness of the game for a game in like 2000.
0: Hmm.
1: So yes, the biggest games, the biggest. The me- I, I was getting to Fortnite, but we'll we got it out here now. So I went and w- I watched the demo of this thing. It was awesome to watch this demo. So what they did is they played. First of all, they entered a game, and to enter the game, they paid some nano, like right at the beginning. And they have their wallet side by side with the game, real time. So you clicked, like enter, and it charged you nano. It charged it to the wallet immediately, like as you got into the game. In the game. The player was, like, rolling around. It was just, like, a fake RPG. It was just called RPG. Mm-hmm. The player was, like, rolling around, killing monsters. Every monster that the player killed generated a new nano transaction, and it went to his wallet instantaneously. So in-game, you could see your nano balance going up for each monster that you killed, and you were essentially, like, looting them. And then your nano balance on the blockchain was already updated based on you killing that monster. That's
0: awesome. That's I was really like, cool. damn.
1: That is awesome. So then they go to the store in the game and they show that you can buy like a, a battle axe with nano inside the game. Um, and that is the plug in that they created, basically. So what, I, what my Fortnite mention is imagine a Fortnite game and they do this right now, but it's done with like third parties and it's super weird and shady where you can enter the battle the battle royale by paying a buy in and the person who survives gets the money that wow. like it. That's uh, you know. There is going to be all kinds of new layers to that, like coalitions forming of people that are trying to like get together and split the prize money and stuff like that. But I think that's a cool demographic or a cool thing to add to the to the Fortnite gaming to watch. As long as it's randomized, people going in, like you don't know who you are going to end up with. So anyway, super uh, super cool watching that, and it's the first time. Like I know Engines talked about cross-platform stuff but literally if every Unreal Engine can use the same money that seems insane to me uh, it, like if you'd like and then you can make decisions as to what you're buying in game with the the different money and all that so uh, also another what I was reading a Reddit post about this and one of the Reddit users brought something up that I hadn't even thought about uh, it was a throwaway account so I, I don't remember what this throwaway whatever and they they said like this is actually pretty big For people who have like 10, 11 year old kids that they don't want to open them a bank account with a bunch of restrictions because they're 10 or 11 and it's tough, but they also want them to have the ability to buy stuff in their games like based on their allowance. So if I'm giving somebody like a $10 a week allowance as my kid, I can throw it in a nano wallet and not worry about anything. They can literally just play the game with their nano funds and I don't have to worry about them running up $500 on my credit card
0: or whatever. So a couple of things here, Brian, because I find this story fascinating. I uh, really cool that you're sharing this. Uh, number one, I'm correct in remembering that Nano is one of the transaction-free blockchains, right? So yes, therefore, it does not have a fee. Okay, so that means that it can stay in the ecosystem literally eternally, and it's yeah. just it just goes wherever it needs to go. That's really cool. The second thing I like about this, uh, a lot of people might roll their eyes, but I think it's cool. It creates another avenue for people to become professional gamers. And as somebody who had the opportunity to become a professional gamer in my own field, I definitely appreciate this. I know that some kids out there, you know, uh, are going to be able to at least make some money doing this. That's really cool. And the third thing is, I could see this also creating a more directly beneficial uh, advertising model to the gamers, right? Like, because usually what happens in situations like this is the games get super, super competitive. It's like online poker, super competitive. So the best gamers are going to eat up all the money if you make it zero sum. Like for example, the example you said about the Battle Royale, everybody buys 10 10 nano. But imagine a scenario where, you know, Nike wants to sponsor a battle royale and they put up 100 nano and you can enter for free and then you just see a Nike ad or there's some kind of Nike placement or whatever. And if you don't want to deal with that, there's, you know, non-sponsored aspects. But here you're directly benefiting from it as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, the developer gets all the advertising money and they just shove it in your face and that's it.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of potential for yeah. a plugin like this. I cannot believe how seamlessly it was working. I don't know if that video was doctored in some way to where like the – like it was instant. I don't – like, and I know the Nano blockchain is super fast because we've seen like the demonstrations before. It's but-
2: honestly crazy how many times Nano seems to pop up in the news for like kind of just being – very ahead of the curve or they just keep doing things that, I, and I'm this isn't financial advice, but I'm just constantly impressed by the things that seem to be going on at Nano. Yeah, maybe all these things are doctored, but it doesn't seem like it. And it seems like they have a super fast blockchain and they're doing stuff, cool stuff like this. I mean, I'm kind of impressed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to second that, Adam. And I think a lot of people who've listened to the show for a long time know that even though I'm really interested in the space, my, let's say investment or interest uh, is very limited to like what I consider top rated projects and stuff like that. So I'm not the kind of guy that's going in deep into the weeds and finding new projects that are super cheap and might be you know super huge one day. I, I'm the big project type of guy. But I remember that when uh, Brent was breaking down Nano and how it worked and everything about it, I was like, well, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty unique project and they keep doing stuff like this. They're going to have a, a place in the space.
1: And it's a good thing. You didn't buy any nano when you got excited. About it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Just, it wouldn't have worked out well yeah. for
1: you. I'm very picky. Uh,
0: Don't worry. It's listen, not like my yeah, other all investments. All this means
1: is Kareem is going to go to buy some nano in the next couple of weeks and then just end up <laughs> with more Cardano. <laughs>
0: more or less. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, that's that's enough on Nano. Just a little bit about a little project. Now we're going to talk about the CFTC chairman. What does that stand for? The Chicago Finance Trade Commission, I think? No, Commodities and Futures Trade Commission. Yes, that uh, chairman gives their opinion on Ether.
0: Yeah, um, so this is big news, kind of the opposite of our Telegram situation. So this guy's name is Heath Turbert, and he has officially said, That from his perspective, Ether, I mean, he said this as the chairman, Ether is a commodity, not a security. So he was talking to Yahoo Finance, and this is the specific quote. We've been very clear on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a commodity, but we haven't said anything about Ether until now. It is my view as chairman of the CFTC that Ether is a commodity. That's huge. That is very big,
2: So, So just to clarify, as opposed to a security? Correct. So it's like that's always the fight. It's whether it's a commodity. Wait, that is the Howey test, right?
0: Correct. 100%. I'm learning. learning. Somebody's been listening to the Crypto Basic Podcast. Look at this guy. Wow. So yes, the question, remember, a security is well, like, let's say, and this is for the audience, of course, a security is more like we're buying stock in a company, which means that you're hoping that your investment in somebody else's work and ingenuity yields you a profit. If I buy stock in Apple or Tesla, is because I think that what their executive team and their company is going to do will make me money. A commodity like gold or oil is inherently valuable. And if I am buying it, because I think it's going to be worth more in the future, I'm simply kind of gambling on the future value of it. I'm not expecting that any one person's work is going to yield that profit for me. So by putting Ether in the same category as Bitcoin and saying, hey, these are commodities, then they don't fall under all of these restrictive uh, battles that we see Telegram is facing now for being a commodity. And Again, you know, this is another sober comment that I thought was interesting. He was asked about hard forks. Quick tangent: This is how you know we're getting serious in the space, right? Like before, we could barely get the government people to stammer out coherent sentences about Bitcoin, and now right. the C the, the CFTC is getting asked about hard forks, right? Wow! So, and his response to hard forks was this. It stands to reason that similar assets should be treated similarly. If the underlying asset, the original digital asset, hasn't been determined to be a security and is therefore a commodity, then most likely the forked asset will be the same, unless the fork itself raises some security law issues under the classic Howey test. Damn!
1: Wow! So good news. Did anybody tell him that he was talking about a fork?
0: You talking about Ethereum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Anthony's going to be mad if I don't make it clear that he's already talking about a hard fork. He's
0: already talking about a hard fork. That's right. Touche, touche. So anyway, that's it. Obviously, big news, and I know a lot of people are invested in Ethereum. So this is pretty good stuff for everybody, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it also means that there could be futures trading on Ethereum, Mm -hmm. not just Bitcoin, soon, which is good.
0: And it's also a competitive advantage, guys, because some of the platforms that are going to try to compete with Ether uh, might not do that. They're like, going
2: to go through the same process at some point.
0: Well, yes, this and is no. taking like, years, right? And and now that they've ruled on Ethereum, let's say, for example, I'm just throwing, I'm not trying to pick on them just because we like to pick on them, but let's think about EOS. There's a pretty good chance that the way that their fundraising happened might yield the CFTC to rule. Hey, EOS is not a commodity. EOS is a security. And if that happens, other than the fact that, you know, they're not as good as Ethereum, period, this will be another hurdle for them to even come close to approaching Ethereum's market cap. Yep. Anyway, that's it for Ethereum. Um, Looks like the next story here is eToro. What's, uh, What's this about, guys?
1: <laughs> so, so Etoro for a little bit reached out to the podcast and asked for sponsorship. I knew how big of a company they were, so I remember like sending them numbers that were astronomical, and then they didn't talk back to us. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, you know what? We could have probably let them sponsor it for like a normal rate, but whatever." I was not them, it, Obviously, you, I just found out about this. Shot. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is a while ago. I just remember th- they were about to launch in the US market. They wanted to blanket some podcasts, which is why you're going to hear them on all the other shows and non ours. Oh. But anyway, we're we're talking about them now for free, so jokes on us, I guess. They <laughs> they launched a uh, a crypto trading bot that is ba- is trading 100% based on Twitter sentiment.
0: What?
1: So it I hate that this thing might actually work. It uses an AI to scrape Twitter. For Sentiment allocates the portfolio accordingly. You need at least a 2K minimum investment to be a part of it. And uh, it's got a partnership with something that's called the Thai Data Analysis Firm. And I thought it would be funny to talk to you guys about what you think might be in the allocations based on the fact that it's a Twitter bot. So, like, if you're running a bot that only trades on Twitter Sentiment, what coins do you think it would be including in there? Adam, let's start with you. I would think it would be Ethereum, number one. Start off, I would say,
2: yeah, I mean, it would just be Ethereum, probably some Bitcoin. And then uh, that's where it gets kind of dicey. You know, like Ripple, not really. Cardano, no. Twitter sentiment. It's probably like, it might be some random coins, to be honest, because like, it's just a random
1: thing to go off of. Yeah, okay. I'm dying. I'm dying to jump in here uh <laughs> yeah adam went the like reason you can clearly tell he's curated his people that he follows on twitter
0: very well i hate this <laughs> i hate this trading bot and if it works i am going to speculate that the window through which it'll work is going to be tiny unless here's what i'm going to say unless they have extremely good ai that is able to identify bot tweets they're going to get screwed because this just incentivizes gaming the system. The shittiest coins are going to push hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. You know what they're going to be selling? Tron. They're going to be selling EOS. They're going to be doing all kinds of crap with all the coins that have to make up bullshit marketing because they lack in substance what they're going to put up on social media. So, I mean, this is, this is just atrocious. That's like... Um, that's like
1: saying so, I was gonna say it in a second, but I will point out that the guy who runs this said that ninety percent of the Twitter activity is ignored because they believe it to be bots. So ah, they've okay. programmed in a okay. way to ignore bots.
0: Okay. So I the one thing I will say is that I feel like that's gonna be an ongoing game then. That at that point it becomes an arms race between the people that are programming the bots and once they understand like this just has such a ceiling in my opinion. It's like arbitrage in a way, right? Because let's say that, okay, they effectively rule out the bots and then they grow and grow in market cap because most people are like, wow, this bot can make money. The more it grows, the more it influences the market. The more it influences the market, the more incentive that people who are using bots on Twitter will have to make their bots specifically target this artificial intelligence, which means they'll have to adjust it. The margins will get thinner and thinner and thinner. And then I think it'll be irrelevant based on the bigger market. So- uh i think that they'll make some money in the short run that's my prediction
1: all right and uh you threw out a couple of coins there because my question was what coins do you think but there was a lot more there so i feel like the people might have forgotten the coins that you threw out what do you think this portfolio looks like right now
0: uh i think this portfolio has a lot of tron a lot of eos and what, am I supposed to know the name of more than six currencies? What am I, some kind of encyclopedia? What's going on here?
2: There's so much <laughs> engine in there. Maybe there's <laughs> some uh, Neo. How about some, I mean, what about like Titcoin. Or uh, guarantee- wasn't there, uh, no. now we're
1: finding out Adam's curation. No.
2: His- <laughs> I just remember one time I looked through all the coins and noticed all the random ones. Like, I think there's actually a fuck coin. I'm not it, joking. It doesn't like, have certain- enough
0: Cardano. I guarantee you that. Uh,
2: well, uh, fair enough. I mean, uh, right. to, according to Karim, I don't think many ports can.
1: What the- so <laughs> I was a little bit disingenuous for asking you what coins you thought were going to be in there. Because they only are monitoring 13 coins for the ah. portfolio total, and they're not necessarily including them all in their asset allocation. So if I, if I list off the coins, maybe we can narrow this down a little bit. The coins that exist are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, XRP, IOTA, Bitcoin Cash, NEO, Ethereum Classic, Dash, EOS, Stellar Lumens, Litecoin, Zcash, and Cardano.
0: Um, Okay. Well, then I think Neo is going to be at a disadvantage because a lot of their activity is probably not going to be on Twitter because they're going to be on Chinese social media. I think that Bitcoin is obviously kind of predominant enough that it'll play a significant role. But I think that uh, IOTA, EOS, and... Tron are going to be way, way, way overcompensated. Oh, there is no Tron. They're not monitoring Tron. it will still (laughs) sneak in. It'll still sneak in because of the Twitter activity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's their actual current allocations. I just looked these up. Obviously, they change pretty quickly. 47% Dash. Wow. Which I was like, what? Because I expected the same thing as you guys. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be all Tron and EOS and stuff like that. I mean, they didn't disappoint. The next one is 25% EOS. The next one is 25% XRP, which both make sense to me. So 46% of this portfolio is EOS and XRP. 47% is Dash, which is more than that. 5% IOTA and 2% Ethereum Classic. So no Bitcoin in there, no Cardano in there, which no Ethereum in there, which makes sense. Like these are non hype machines, like that people don't like hype machine these things. Okay. So Dash is very
0: weird though. That's making me rethink my thoughts that Dash is a cool currency. No, look, I, I still I still like Dash, and it, they have a strong community, so this isn't totally shocking. But this confirms my initial bias that I totally hated the base idea of how they're going to invest in this. I can't imagine a worse dumpster fire idea. They were like, <laughs> here's how we're going to decide how to invest. And uh, conclusion, we have no Bitcoin, we have no Ethereum, we have no Cardano. <laughs> yeah, congratulations <laughs> on creating a pile of shit. <laughs> Man. So, yeah,
1: I guess the a good thing they didn't advertise with
0: us. Yeah. This is is... We just said that their product was a pile of shit. Man, this confirms my biases, guys. I'm sorry. I, now I see how people get more set in their ways. This is setting me more in my
2: place. E, e- Toro, <laughs> if you still want to sponsor us, uh, maybe you can hit us up. Uh... We'll give you a discount
0: now. <laughs> yeah. And, Instead of the... <laughs> uh, by the way, if Tron... I'm telling you right now, if they hadn't consciously chosen to exclude Tron... This thing would be like 70%. This is
2: actually crazy, though, because I had no idea that Dash of all the coins had such a strong
1: social media user base, you know? So here's what they're doing. <clears throat> so they, they, they're eliminating a lot of the bot posts and they're using. So they have to program their AI in a different way. They can't just like if they say EOS on Twitter, they have to figure out if they mean the camera or if they mean the actual cryptocurrency. So the same thing would be like for dash. They don't know if they're talking about like the 30 yard dash or something like they they have to be careful with how they do that. They also said that they know, for instance, that there's a ton of XRP shills out there, but what they do to make their decisions are they look at the day to day shilling and see what percentage it goes up or down. So if there's already a baseline of XRP, crazy people Then they kind of ignore that and they just see if there's more people the next day. Then if there are, if it's go, if it's trending upward from its baseline, then that's when they're going to make more of a decision to to invest. So what that means to me is maybe something happened in Dash that we don't know about that got a lot of people talking this week. So they allocated their portfolio towards it. So I don't know, but you you can click on the link in the show notes if you want to see like what that portfolio actually looks like. Cool, 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 cool. So I guess that's
2: it.
0: We're ready to move on to... yeah. Real quick, I want to say one more thing. This almost (laughs) seems like... I would almost rename this the pump and dump prediction trading bot, right? Oh. Because it's essentially like the moment that they see an uptick in activity from the people who are paying for this activity to be shilled, the bot is buying a bunch of stuff. And I'm assuming that it would... It's essentially trying to predict a pump and dump in action. That's what yep. it seems like to me.
1: Looks like it. I mean, we don't know what is going on with their algorithm. We'll check back in on this in a few uh, a few months. Yeah, the other portfolio performed. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be good. Again, they they did like back testing and it did awesome. So the it probably will be good in the short term until people kind of invest in it. And I mean, locked.
2: it seems like a. F- fun experiment that's going to end poorly but i could definitely see if they utilized other social medias and uh, besides twitter like
1: twitter is just a very tribalistic medium and i think they're targeting the right thing if they're targeting crypto though crypto twitter is synonymous with crypto nobody's on facebook talking about you know crypto nobody's on instagram like posting pictures of them holding like a fucking ledger i, I don't mean, know Like, the, if
2: you targeted, if you targeted facebook it would definitely flip to ethereum and bitcoin let's be honest you know like yeah there, there are people that mention are mentioning stuff and yeah i'm not saying or i'm not even saying i, I just think that they need to take other sources not necessarily maybe they take medium and you know, medium could be a good source see what's on there there's a lot of posts from all these other random maybe we
0: bits. should make a better a better bot boys yes I I already made a better bot. It's called Pick three good currencies and keep buying them.
1: You don't have to work at sentiment. (laughs) Kareem coding his trading bot would be like, okay, (laughs) buy, scrape Coin Market Cap, find coin, (laughs) go open coin to buy, redirect to Cardano, (laughs) execute.
0: (laughs) That's not true. Bitcoin, you know, Ethereum. I, I I'm unfit. I was just talking about how good Nano is. None of that's financial advice. But let's continue. All right. It's time for that's kind of a scam? No 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 no. That's a
2: scam. So this is my topic. <laughs> why don't we just why don't we just start that over? I was a little distracted. I was actually watching a
1: texting. Vi-
2: no no, I was watching a video on a bot. It was relevant because apparently there's a a it was an Arizona Fall League game for arguing balls and strikes called by a robot umpire so it was like you're talking about a bot and they were getting so heated because it'd be like something down near the knees and it was called a strike and then they'd get ejected for arguing with the strike that was actually that was clearly a ball so it was just kind of your point like yeah we're still a ways from bots actually you know being good go ahead
0: and adam i have this just random pet peeve that i have I can't tell you how many sports I have seen everybody argue with the goddamn ref and I've never seen a call reversed ever over an argument. Like ever. They always get in the, in the ref's face and it's literally impossible that the ref is like, yeah, that was kind of fucked up. Football.
2: Football <laughs> is interesting this year yeah. because they started the watching football. Yeah. Football now pass interference can act, is actually reversible. Like as in, you can challenge the pass interference call.
0: Right. Or so well, you can
2: challenge that it wasn't called. Yeah. Either right. way. Through
0: a formal challenge process, not through the wide receiver getting in the ref's face. True.
2: Yeah. But have you ever played sports? Emotions, that's how you let the emotions out, and that's how you create a fuzz. Refs I, are humans. I yeah. feel like
0: you can
1: definitely. If you do it the right way, you can influence their future decision making. If you make them feel awful about a bad call, maybe they make a makeup call. I believe call. makeup calls are a thing to some extent. Maybe not like completely
2: blatant, but occasionally it will be like, "All right, you're right. Uh, that was definitely my bad." Yeah. Also, quick story. Oh, yeah. Quick story. I did ump one game and I was like, "Let's try it." You know, I'm in high school. I was actually playing baseball, but I couldn't play baseball at that time cuz I had an injury, so I was like, "Fuck it, let's let's try an umpiring one." And There was some kid was running to first, and it was a close call. And honestly, it's tough. Like, seeing it in real time, you don't get an instant replay. You don't get to look at the play again. You have to be right at that point. And if you're not looking for the right stuff, you're going to miss it. And I remember there was this one point where the kid ran to first base, and as he got there, it was real close. I went out, and I put my hands out like it was safe. So, like, (laughs) and and i just like (laughs) then like everyone in the stands were like what like what i was like i don't know and then i was like he's out he's out he's out he's out my bad my bad man it was a whole situation yeah and at that point i was like wow i have a lot of respect for anyone refereeing anything honestly at the high level
0: you should have played it off like a stretch you should have been like out (laughs) <laughs> <Stretching> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little thing on my back. Yeah, he's he's out. Whatever. Yeah, the oh, yeah. is. <laughs> oh man.
2: So yeah, that's just a day in the life of me doing uh, hilariously dumb shit. Uh, but that was that was that was a funny moment. Now that I look back, and you guys laughed. So let's go to that's a scam right now. And South Korea and the U.S. They busted a giant child porn site following a Bitcoin trail. And they're like, yeah, maybe it's not kind of a scam, but this I felt like this is definitely something that, you know, it's a bust. They got in trouble for this. And uh, so a South Korean man by the name of Jong Woo Sun, he's 23 years old. He operated a dark market that accepted Bitcoin and distributed more than one million sexually explicit videos involving children. And he's only serving 18 months in prison in South Korea. And that my first, my gut instinct was that that's fucking low. Um, I guess Ross should have lived in South Korea. It's possible that he cut a deal or something to like get other people involved. Uh, I mean, no, this is probably the guy at the top. So they probably went through. Well, other people. Or,
0: or the guy that's doing distribution and not the guy that's like involved yeah. in actual abuse or something. Yeah, so, but, yeah.
2: but this is actually pretty massive of a uh, yeah. like a bust because 337 other people were charged not in South Korea, but globally. And uh, they were able to rescue 23 victims since March 2018. And there's there were some interesting things. Like, this guy was operating it from his room. In, you know, like, his apartment. And just This is what he was doing. And I guess the way that it would work was you would get points by posting videos or pics of children on this dark web marketplace. And then you, you know, maybe it'd be an upvote or something, or you
1: get experience points or something. So mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. And it was just like this whole, like, th- wow. They gamified fucking underage porn. That's disgusting.
2: Yeah. It's, it's pretty unreal. And, uh, so there's actually a quote from Don Fort. He's the IRS criminal investigation division. And, uh, Basically, he was the chief of the division. He basically said, our agency's ability to analyze the blockchain and de-anonymize Bitcoin transactions allowed for the identification of hundreds of predators around the world. The scale of this crime is eye-popping and sickening. And I completely agree.
1: And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. That that blows my fucking mind. How can you have like a whole niche section of a website that's got like experience points and fucking upvotes and shit that is involved in this. Like if we tried to do that with something reasonable and real, it would get nobody. And this has got tons of people. Ah.
0: Yeah. But here's what I will say too, guys is it really shows how incorrect the narrative on Bitcoin is. We keep talking about this. We talked before about the, the dirty cop, that got caught in the uh, dark web situation, not the dark web, the Silk Road, remember? There was the cop that basically extorted the main guy for money, and he was caught because of Bitcoin. All these people that say Bitcoin makes all these crimes easier and everything, the blockchain is immutable. (laughs) Any transaction you make on there stays on the record. In a lot of ways, and I'm not even saying this is a positive or a negative or whatever, just the way it is. In a lot of ways, it's more clear record. It's a more traceable record. It's it might make solving crimes easier.
1: Yeah, we've said that that it's only pseudo anonymous, and they're able to de anonymize a lot of this stuff. So, <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna it's gonna be great. The more this happens, the more that they catch like the real fucking shitty people, and not like the guy that made a website to sell weed. Right. Like this makes me super happy that they were able to catch these guys. So, you know, hopefully they don't figure it out and start moving to Monero. Yeah. I mean, uh, the
2: dark web is a crazy, crazy place. I've never really been on there. I've just only heard stories. You've never gone to the upside down. No, I know, I know that, but it's pretty, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to be going to other privacy coins, unfortunately. And, um, that could be an issue down the road, but it's video. It, like you said, this is very good to see that they're able to track based on every transaction right. and, and,
0: Bitcoin can be a law enforcement tool.
2: Yes. I'm curious if they didn't use Bitcoin, if it would even be as trackable. I mean, well, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I don't necessarily think that they could have done it to maybe this extent with cash or other, you know, currencies. But at the same time, they were able to kind of retroactively figure it out because of that. So ultimately, it's like if you're doing it, you're going to get in trouble. You know, so it's fine because it's on the ledger. It's immutable,
0: like everything else, guys. Technology is a tool, and it's a tool that can be used for good, for bad. It's always a double-edged sword, and it's never inherently one thing. Except for PlayStation, that's inherently good. Continue,
2: (laughs) and uh, I think that's about it for that's a scam or that's
0: kind of a scam. I want to hear some shots. There was a shot fired.
1: yes so this was great i I saw this kind of like as it occurred but there was a crypto conference that was apparently very non-bitcoin centric so a lot of bitcoin maxis were like dropping out of it uh but tone vase was on a panel with craig wright and he's like i'm not gonna drop out guys like nobody's here to speak for bitcoin i'm gonna go and i'm gonna talk to this fucktard and figure out what's going on like he just went on the panel the panel was like 45 minutes long everybody fought with everybody. Like it was amazing. It was just a panel where they just, it's in the show notes. You want to see it. It's on tone Base Twitter, but what was awesome was he showed up to the panel with a shirt that said, we are all Craig, Wright." Or I'm sorry. Fuck. It said, we are all Satoshi Nakamoto. And then it said in parentheses, except for Craig S. Wright. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <And> he wore <laughs> that awesome. on
1: the stage and sat next to Craig, Wright. And there's this great picture of him just like staring him down. I don't know what you think about Tone Bayes. Like I said, the guy's like a technical analyst. One of the ones that like made the most sense, he lost or he won a bunch of money off Doug Polk by saying like Get, Bitcoin's yeah, gonna, he's, he's a guy who loves Bitcoin and told him it was going to drop massively and Doug like bet him $10,000 that it wouldn't and then he lost. So yeah, check out the panel. It was amazing. At some point, Craig Wright even said that like <laughs> the way he said it, it was i it was either that he was claiming that there are only two options or he was claiming that there's another option he's saying that satoshi plagiarized his white paper <sighs> is one of like the options now so it sounds like he's doing the thing where he's trying to you know morph the narrative a little bit not he kept saying he was satoshi or whatever but I, I can't remember his exact wording but it was like either i created it or satoshi plagiarized it from me and then he said that some university would release something oh, in like yeah, a couple yeah, of years yeah. to show that it was true.
0: Oh, in a second <laughs> now. Yeah, they're going to release another thing. Yeah, it's this... coming. And why is he still getting invited, actually? That part's obnoxious, right? Yeah. Like, what's up with the organizers? Like, I don't know. If I
1: was organizing a conference, he would be number one person that I would invite. And I would do this. I would put him on a bunch of panels with people that are going to eviscerate him. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I would do.
0: I would put him in between Charles Hoskinson, Vitalik Buterin... Uh, Charlie Lee, like just have no, that. no,
1: no. Like they aren't gonna eviscerate him. That's the problem. Like they're gonna be like professional. Well, Charles might. Charles will probably tear him apart. But I would put like David Sontag on there or something. Like just people who are going to completely obliterate him. Yeah, there nobody who's like part of the public image of a company that has to kind of be professional. N- none of that. There, it <laughs> would be only not those people. So. Yeah, I, we would maybe 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 we need to make that. Conference. You got to get the Just crypto like, burners in there. They'll 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 tell them how it is. The crypto burners. What is that? I don't know.
2: I remember going to uh, the CIS uh, blockchain conference or whatever a couple of years ago, and there were dudes that were like dressed in the weirdest garb. They like couldn't get. They had to like dress up with like a cowboy hat and boots and they'd have like a belt buckle and then they'd be walking around. Like they were professional, but they were like, kind of like clearly like of the, bur- like burning. They're still like, basically uh, the sentiment that I got was these guys got stupid rich from bur- uh, Bitcoin. And then they also took that and went to Burning Man, kind of like uh what's the guy's name? Brooke. Brock, Brock. Brock was on this
1: panel. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that, like we're he, always- was the, he didn't say anything. He just sat there and was like, yeah, yeah, at one point he was just like, "Wow, this is the best panel I've ever been on." <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's like the crypto burners. There's a sect that exists, and they just have a funny fashion style sense. And the burners like, like they're like they smoke. Okay, no, Burning Man. Oh my God, no. Brent, get with the okay. times. Um, Unbelievable. But yeah, this sounds hilarious.
1: Okay. Anyway, that's it for the content of the show. I want to take a second about Patreon. Got a couple new Patreon numbers that I want to mention. Sir Thomas eleven eleven has joined at the at the second tier and at aesthetic senpai is joined uh tier as well they're both in the discord we popped in uh, popped in there already been chatting it up with them so thanks for joining the patreon again guys and uh and then of course we have all of our patrons that will that we appreciate everything and i do finally have my private key from or my seed phrase for metamask so those (laughs) those uh Tokens will actually go out in the next couple of days. So sorry, uh, that w- that was harder than I thought. I didn't even realize that I that I rebooted my computer and I, or I like did the soft reset because it was just being annoying and I forgot that MetaMask was in there. So anyway, we're good and those are now officially going out and they will go out instantaneously as soon as I get your your addresses now. And there are going to be some more things coming to Patreon soon, as well as the ability to sponsor one episodes as a patron so uh, those that are on that master tier here one of the other pieces of your puzzle is you are going to be able to so our one-on-one episodes i'm working on a way to try and get them out redo the old ones that suck and get them on a new website and everything like that and one of the things that i'm thinking is that each one will have like a, a sponsorship piece where eToro could sponsor it or something like that, but the, <laughs> not e- yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, not eToro shit product. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm sure their exchange is fine. They're yeah, like the Robin no, Hood yeah, of, sure. uh, of Europe, but the Patreon members will be able to take those sponsorship spots. So like, it'll be kind of like this. There'll be 50 coins that we would possibly do a 101 on And if you want to push that up, you can just say, this is where I'm using my sponsorship and you will be sponsoring the entire episode as a, a, a masternode player. So that will, uh, that'll work. So anyway, uh, that is it for the show. And I will have more information about that later. I've been literally just writing that down in a notebook and I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. So, all right. Any other parting thoughts, gents? Nope. Uh, yeah.
2: Kareem, you want to yep. say anything about, uh, what we are not?
0: Financial advisors, everybody. The only one here that knows his finances is Chairman Brent. No. No. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody (laughs) knows what they're doing. If I knew anything about
1: finances, we wouldn't be losing so much damn money on this. He he wouldn't have turned
0: down eToro. You know, they're like, Hey, can we advertise? He's like, one million dollars. A seven (laughs) figure deal. Seven figure deal.
1: Let me tell you what I did. I I said that they could name the crypto basic studios to the eToro studios for one hundred fifty thousand dollars for life. Like I was shooting for the fucking fences of these guys. So I apologize. I miscalculated on that one. We could have had a little bit of money so that this podcast will stand well, but I'm happy to be kept afloat by the Crypto Basic patrons. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, uh, I guess I'll see you gentlemen next week. And uh, yeah, have a good week,
0: everyone. Sayonara.